you awake? Welcome to the You Awake Podcast. I'm Nalanda. And I'm Kemma. We're two 20-somethings having late-night chats about life, spirituality, and everything in between. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hi, everyone. We are currently recording from Bangkok and Malaysia for the very first time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you haven't been in, back in Thailand for a few years, right? Yep, yep, that's right. Three yeah. years, that's right. This episode's probably coming out in the new year, 2023. We're recording the day after Christmas. I'm just a bit dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a whole time difference to mix up. So, you know, yeah. I'm literally in my bed. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm pretty sure I sound sleepy too. It's okay, guys. All right. Let's start to the new year. Basically, I just want to, yeah, catch up. Just want to catch up with camera. There's been a lot going on. Nalanda's been on this epic, like, crusade, and I, I want to hear all about it. So, three weeks ago now, I went to Chiang Mai with uh, the crew, which is Ajahn Hasapan, Yoajan Bon, and the some of the committee members, as well as the, the people at the monastery, at Vimokram. Mm-hmm. We went to Chiang Mai. I had food poisoning, that's right, so I started the trip oh, off yeah. with the, on a great start. Dude, what happened? I think it was like a, almost like a semi-test of whether I would actually go through with it. Um, I had a, a sesame bun for breakfast. I had other things as well, but he had the sesame bun. He's like, oh, this is great. Eat it. <laughs> and we were already at the airport. So I'm like, okay, I'm feeling a bit peckish. Let's try it. Yeah. And I was pretty suspicious of it. I was like, mm, but I was, cause I don't really like sesame all that much. I don't really like the bun, the, the way it smelled. Is it but like it, a sweet? Yeah, it's a sweet. It was a sweet. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't um, bad. It wasn't going bad or anything. It was so fresh, freshly made. But I had my suspicions about that bun because immediately afterwards I felt gassy and I had to like sit down. He was like, oh, are you going to be okay? We can delay this thing. You know, we don't have to, you don't have to go to Chiang Mai. I'm like, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Just let me make it. So I just slowly walked to my gate. And by the time I got to my gate, I had a fever and I was shaking. Like, That's I was such like, a quick... It's very Turn around quick. time. Very quick. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is COVID. This is COVID. So I took a test. Everyone's like watching me take this test because I'm at the I'm boarding the, the gate. So I took the test and it was negative. It's a negative test. So I'm like, okay, well, all I need to do now is just walk on the plane. Just do that. Just walk on the plane. So I walked onto the plane. Diarrhea, explosions, vomiting, and everyone... <laughs> Everyone on the plane's like, whoa. <laughs> As I was getting off the plane, because I was the last person to leave the plane, I think they had already closed off that that walkway as yeah. like, they had closed it off. So there's like ongoing traffic, um, foot traffic that's coming the other direction. People are mm. going on the plane now. Mm. And I was stopped by knock air officers. They're like, they thought I was drunk because I was stumbling around mm. and I was slurring my words. <laughs> they thought I was drunk. They're like, yeah, this is Chiang Mai, but you need to be on the plane. You need to, like, go. Everyone's going. <laughs> no, I just got off the plane. The initial plan was to visit all these temples in the city of Chiang Mai. Then come back and see seeing and Ajahn and pick up everybody and be like, yeah, I'm here first. Um, I went straight to the toilet. That's what happened. And I stayed there for, like, 30 minutes. <laughs> And the staff was like, is something wrong? They knock on the door like, are you, 
I think you need to see a doctor. And I'm like, yeah. And then walk towards this area of the airport that I've never been to. It's very nice. It's beautiful. It's a doctor's area. Mm. He's like, I'm going to give you this medicine. You're going to take it. You're going to sit down. You'll feel fine. It's, this is food poisoning. So I was like, oh, okay, okay. So I sat down and had this more explosions of vomiting. <laughs> And then I'm like, I really need to lie down. Do you have an area where I can lie down? And then when I was lying down, it's almost like that regurgitated more vomit. Oh, and I dude. Projectile vomited. And oh, she was like, whoa! <laughs> she just like, Matrix came <laughs> out of that. She's like, you need to go to the hospital. Yeah. Like, okay. That's a, okay. What about insurance? Because <laughs> mm. I don't think I had travel insurance. Mm. And also, um, I was like very confused. And she's like, "Are you a Thai national? Um, have you ever been to a hospital? Like, what's your what's your insurance plan?" And I'm like, "What? What are you talking about?" And I'm like, "Vomiting." So they're like, "Okay, stop talking. <laughs> we'll take you to a hospital." It was a private hospital. Very nice. It was an, an emergency van, and I was as I was entering the emergency van, I turned to my left and I saw Pn and I saw Seeing, and I'm like, "Oh my God, they're here! Hi!" <laughs> so I got into the hospital. This is the part where breathing meditation came in because I'm like, "Yeah, gotta do breath meditations. Gotta do breath meditations because it's so painful." They were trying to find my veins, right? Yeah. The doctor's like, "Oh yeah, um, medicine needs to go straight into your veins. We need to find your veins yeah. first. So left arm." three four pokes like no i can't find your vein right arm three four pokes can't find your vein you must be really tense does this usually happen for you no i think it's like a temperature thing because the hospital is very cold okay the air conditioning was like turned up max and also i was really tense i was very weak and i was like hey you're gonna you're not gonna find my veins like it's been like six times already you've poked me she's like okay i'm gonna go and see a specialist and i'm gonna request a specialist now to come in and find your veins. Eventually, oh the specialist God. did come in and she's like, okay, we're going to poke here, poke here. And she did find my veins. And then they put in three kinds of drugs, um, all of which tell you to like, write that down, like, write that down in case something happens to. Was he with you? No, he wasn't. I was by myself oh. the entire So, yeah, it was a pretty lonely experience. <laughs> but I used breath meditations because it's so painful just to find the, this vein. Like, the, the, the poking and stuff is even more painful than all the vomiting that I've been going through and the Ooh. diarrhea like forget the diarrhea yeah like, this is like a whole different thing so the breath meditations turned out didn't work <laughs> so I was like holding onto the rails like yeah. yeah grit through it but also I think karmically I was sending energy dedication to like all of my debtors all of my past life debtors parents family whatever shit that I've thrown at you before <laughs> I'm paying for it now, okay? I'm paying for it all now, okay? I could logically understand that medically they were doing this to put drugs into me, but like yeah. emotionally, I was just like, no. So yeah. I needed to understand it comically. They put three drugs into me. They're like, okay, the first one is going to feel cold. And dude, it was really trippy because it did feel cold and went straight up my arm. <laughs> <laughs> Very cold. The second one's going to really hurt. And she's oh, correct because it really hurt. My arm's like, what? And the third one took 45 minutes and I what? felt much better. Because it was, drip. it was a drip. Oh, drip. Medicine. Okay, okay. Mm. And then afterwards, she's like, okay, so that's all done. That's 5,000 uh, baht. Yeah. How would you like to pay that? And then you're like, okay, cash, please. Was that like $50? It's like $200. Yeah, it's not too bad. Um, so I had that. Yeah. Except that I turned in my bed and I realized I was still feeling really sick. And imagine like if I'm picked up by a jan and I have to go and visit all these temples, yeah. there's no way. I can't even turn in my own bed. So I asked her... 
um, is there a possibility for me to stay the night? Because it's looking really bad. She's like, okay, well, you need to decide. You're either going to pay the whole lot or... And I'm like, wait, how much is this? <laughs> how much is it to stay? And she's like, oh, it's going to cost an extra 14,000 baht. And then I'm like, you know what? I feel better now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think mostly it's because like I've held onto this diarrhea the entire three hours of being in the hospital just like lying there and I'm, I realize that you need to like just walk and go to release this yeah, yeah. and come back I was just lying there yeah so I felt a lot better when I was like released it and then they picked me yeah. up went to all those temples after and I felt fine oh my god that's yeah, right okay, your comic debts man gone well go on. yeah thank you yeah so that's yeah anyway dude you're looking really bright actually and really happy I am I am. Yeah, yeah. I feel like talent's been really good for you. Yeah, my skin's good. I, yeah. I feel much closer to Dhamma sometimes. Yeah, mm. I feel like Bangkok. Uh, this this friend, she came to uh, from Australia to live in Bangkok for a little while, and she had this great reflection that I just keep having in my mind, which is that for her, Bangkok is like you have samsara right at your doorstep, and you can reflect on that every day because. <laughs> The rich and the poor just live like right where they can mm. see each other. Mm. And it's just the stark contrast between the mega rich and the and un- unfortunate poor. And she's like, that's so trippy for her. Because in Melbourne, like, Turak is like, woo! Yeah. And then everyone's quite normal in other suburbs, quite yeah, well, All of Melbourne is really quite, the entire country is quite well to do as mm. a country. Yeah. Yeah. And there may be pockets of areas where, okay, this yeah. is like struggle, but there's subsidies and government help and, and infrastructure, everything looks quite similar and schools are all quite similar. But in Chiang Mai, I got to spend a lot of time uh, with everybody in the van. Interacting with them on the go was quite cool. We went to several temples. We stayed at Wat Tamasanti. This is Ajahn Ming's, Ajahn Ming's monastery. Um, where Lumpu Insom was there. Lumpu Insom is 80-year-old Arahant living there, being taken care of there. He's not the abbot. The abbot mm. is a Jan Ming, but he's being... Okay. Yeah, so Jan, Lumpu Insom was being taken care of there. Mm. And he has several health problems. And myself and I won't name people, but on the trip we were like, is he an Arahant? <laughs> How do mm. we know? Mm. Is he just frail? <laughs> like, what do we like? Is he we, just frail? Like, <laughs> how do we look past the frailty and just see an arhan and be like, "Whoa, that's an arhan!" How do we like Can identify he an speak? Arhan? Yeah, he was um, giving us sermons every every day. Dude, in the morning. then of course, I yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. I was paralyzed for years. And they were asking like, "Is there an aura? Is there an aura? You're supposed to like feel something." Um... And uh, the very last few days, he actually took off his mask. Mm. And then we saw this bright smile. And it was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> mm. Okay. So even with all of the illnesses and, and the pain that he must be going through with his frail mm. body, because he had his face all covered up, we weren't really sure like yeah. what he actually looked like. There's a picture of him, but... To mm. see him in real life and smile mm. so brightly, and his his eye is actually like quite bright. Um, and they're always like looking at you. Like, and Ajahn Hasapanya also said like sometimes 
with certain um, psychic arhants and stuff, you have to look into their eyes, and there's almost like a very galaxy gleam over their eyes. It's like it's otherworldly that they can see through another kind of realm, and you're part of it, but they can see more than that. Oh my god, I think that would freak me out, but also like mesmerize me at the same time. Oh, we went to several places, and then we started ranking like which ajan we want to go, and <laughs> yeah. oh, there's a ajan best ajan. I, I love his vibe, and I had to translate quite a lot for um, Barnaby and for Gerald and stuff. Um, we went to see places where Lumpur Man became enlightened, places mm. where he um, he sat to meditate, and and there were others that were enlightened in certain caves and stuff. Yeah, and then we went to. Um, Watpa Atanman, which is where he became enlightened already, but he also decided to take all of his disciples and come here to this temple and be like, "Hey, I'm going to teach you," and everyone's mm. got going to be enlightened, and it was mm. pretty cool. And the abbot was uh, Longpamu, and I found him to be quite, quite cool. Like, if if I were to spend some time in Chiang Mai, I would definitely come back to that temple, and 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 he's all, all of these monks are like. Are you guys staying? Like, you guys have bags and stuff in the van. You guys already? All right, let's let's stay the night. And wow. <laughs> everyone's like, no, 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 we're not here to stay the night. We're here to say hi, and we're here to invite you to be more crown if you guys have time. And then mm. we went to another place, and the abbot's like, oh yeah, there's some places upstairs. There's toilets here, females' toilets over there. Make sure mm. you're comfortable. And I'm like, no, 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 we're not staying. Mm. Like, oh, you're not staying? Are you sure? <laughs> Should I not say why not? And he's like, Barnaby, are you gonna get ordained? Like three times, Barnaby got like, gosh, is this a sign? And he's like, whoa, whoa, I can imagine. I can imagine because he's really cute and really like respectful. So, yeah. Everyone's like, this is a sign. All those major. The Arahans are telling you. Then we went to Nan, which is another province, completely different province. It took like five hours to get there um, to see Ajahn Kemenando, which is who mm. is the previous abbot of Vimokram. And he remembered me, which is really nice. Like, did he remember you right away when he saw you? No, because Ajahn Haspanyu was like, this is Nalanda. And he's like, oh, <laughs> that little girl. <laughs> like, yeah, Ajahn, I'm not little anymore. And he had this amazing talk. He's like, does anybody have any questions? Because apparently he's like very good at his suttas. He memorizes, yeah, yeah. knows his suttas. Mm. Does anybody have any questions? Everyone's like silent for a little while. So everyone's, everyone's enlightened. Everyone's <laughs> enlightened. <laughs> oh my God. You all know your stuff then. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Ask the question. He was talking about sense pleasures basically. Mm. And he's like, there's a time when you need to grow up. And at the very end, I'm like, well, okay, this is good. When you can't really play in the sand pit anymore, you've got to really grow up. And that's where the Dhamma comes in. It's all it's all play once in a while, but then you grow up and you need mm. to become an adult and you need to take things seriously. And then you, you see things as as it is. And then you, you just grow up. <laughs> Basically just telling us to like, hey, yeah. stop being kids. Stop playing around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to do a transcript of like his talk because it's so long but it was so epic and mm. you, you can't just listen to that once and and understand all of it you need to like glean mm. through it again and again Go was it, it recorded again. it was oh damn in english all of, yeah, all of it. oh dude yeah who recorded so, it 
Oh my god. Did you also mission? Dude! Okay. Bro, actually, wow. all of the adjusts. Unfortunately. Okay. Because Gerald's like, you need to record this. <laughs> you forget to record. I'm like, I'm recording it. I'm recording it. Dude, Gerald's so funny. Um, but I think some of the other ones were in Thai, so I recorded it just so that I can, like, translate to yeah. people. Because it's, it's really difficult for Barnaby and Gerald to just be there and look at right, ants on the yeah. floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and they're like, hey, what was the gist of that? And they have to summarize two hours or one and a half hours yeah. of somebody talking. Yeah. Dude, yeah. So me but, and Dara were like, we need a proper lentai. Like, that's her uh, takeaway from the trip. Really? Oh, yeah. excellent. Oh, Because yeah. it was amazing to see seeing, being able to, like, yeah. understand and actually ask and answer questions and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because she's at the level where she's like, I understand 70%. Yeah. And yeah. the rest might be because of technical words or because it's in a different dialect. Like a mm-hmm. in song would sometimes switch into northern or southeastern, sorry, mm. north northeast dialect. But anyway, what did else? you get to chat a lot with Ajahn? Have good chats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the on the on the van, on yeah, the van on the bus. That. Okay, so like, just some of it's like very random questions. Like, oh, Ajahn, um, did Ajahn Chai ever meet like Ajahn Buddhadasa? Oh, I think the cool bit was um, we went to the actual route, the actual place where he tudonged. Like he lived in Ajahn. Chiang Mai, Ajahn, the oh, Asmanyo, yeah. where he actually tudonged and oh took God. this road. And he's like, yeah, this is the road that I took. Coming. Uh, like, <laughs> I would like to. Okay, yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of our Ajahn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, just over the hill there's going to be a village and this village will we'll go to the market. And I'm like, yeah, okay, this is cool. He's like, this is where I too don't. I lived here for four years, where it's just, just like walking around. And what was it like? we went through the market because we were really hungry, and we saw some uh, hill tribe, hill tribe people. So people who were dressed in a particular way. Mm. And I'm like, hey, excuse me, you look beautiful. Can I take mm. pictures of you, please? And they're like, oh, okay, let me put down my bag. And these ladies are just like, mm. so I take pictures of them. And yeah, different different mm. hill tribe groups have different color coordination thing going on. Some of the colors are slightly mm. muted. A different hill tribe group would have like neon colors. Mm. And then all of a sudden we turn the corner and we see these huge rats on display because they are farm rats. Mm. So they're considered clean rats. There's some in like packages and stuff. And they some of them are huge, 130 baht, for example. And Bandi's like, <laughs> are those rats? <laughs> And then he turns his eye just a little bit. Is that a snake? <laughs> huge, like, snake in a plastic bag. She's like, yeah, yeah, it's a snake. Why are they it's a snake. In a plastic bag. Is it for sale? But, for you to eat? To eat? No, no. No, like, like, yeah, all of this is all dead. Oh, dead. <laughs> all dead. Okay, okay, okay. Dead, dead rats, dead snakes. Okay, okay, Barnaby's okay. just like. Yeah. <laughs> First time in Southeast Asia, and then the locals Asia, are like, Southeast. "What's the big deal? Like, it's not. It's like they've never seen a rat." <laughs> yeah. Foreigners. Yeah, I asked him like, "Is this nostalgic?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah. Some parts of it I remember is also very much changed." And we talked about the forest and the conditions of the forest around. It looks like it's vast, but apparently there's only a few percent of the actual forest remaining. And mm. um, to me, it looks like huge. But 
obviously uh, deforestation. He talked about the road being one of the longest roads coming out of Chiang Mai, and he tudonged on this road coming into the the temple that he stayed at. Let me just get the name correct. Okay, what do I mean? And I think I need like pictures because I was basically just like boom, 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 snap, 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 pictures, video, pictures, video, like Mm. between my Canon and my mobile phone, pictures, video, pictures, video. Mm. And sometimes I would paparazzi and be like, okay, I'm going to take a quick, quick, you know, ninja photo of Ajahn. Yeah. And then I come and look at photos later and he's like, he's staring right into the camera. Yeah, no, I think he's over time gotten used to, he's gotten really good at out ninjuring (laughs) your ninjuring. Yeah, I don't think yeah. of different poses. Dude, I wish you were at the What Nana Chat event because I need you to be ninja in situations like that. I know. Like out of compassion for me because I can't be there. I know, and no one's ninjuring. No one I'm, is ninjuring. I'm sure Gerald's ninjuring as much as he can, but he's, he's not probably sharing at the not moment. sharing because he's to in the epicness, which I can't deal with the FOMO man, Ajahn Sumedho. Like, there's this photo. Did you see that photo? Yeah. Okay, we'll just tell everybody. So, like, apparently there's this event at Wat Nana Chat, the International Monastery by Ajahn Chah. That's where all the Farang monks gather, like, the the Western monks in the Ajahn Chah tradition. And they're opening this new Uposata Hall. So, all the monks have gathered there. All the epic, like, it's the Mm -hmm. Avengers, basically, Mm -hmm. of the Ajahn Chah tradition. Yeah. There's... Ajahn Jayasaro, Ajahn Vajira, Ajahn Viradama, Lompon Karuniko, like, all these heavy hitters. And then there's Ajahn Sumedho, who's, like, just my hero. Like, mm. he's just ultimate badass number one. The first Western disciple that came to Ajahn Chah. I can't deal, right? He's, like, almost 90 years old. The only thing on my bucket list is to meet him. Ajahn asked me a few times, because Ajahn made a stop in Malaysia to hang out. And that was really, really cool before they, they went to Thailand. And so we were chatting and he like asked me a few times to come to Thailand for this event. And I think I asked like, Ajahn, like, will we be able to spend time with Ajahn Sumedho? I think he said something like that's uncertain because like there's just going to be a lot of people. And then eventually you guys, like they did get to and they got to sit with him and the heavy hitters. And like, I'm just, I was like, oh my God, like, because Dara was live texting me. She's like, stand by. We're about to meet the one and only. I was like, oh, like, like I told her, like, can you video call me when it's, but you know, you can't do that in front of the Arhant. Like, but yeah. yeah, man, I wish I was there planning to catch him in Singapore. And this is why I take so many videos and photos because I feel like after a while of being in Bangkok, some of it, some of the, the glam of the, some of the feelings of being, being a really special trip, sometimes it just, it dies away. Yeah. Then I have to, I have these photos to yeah. to really just like, like hold on to. And so mm. last week, what happened was I opened up my laptop, put in my hard drive, and guess what happened? <laughs> the entire folder of no, yeah, yeah. Why? All photos that I've put in, all videos from the moment I stepped on the plane, decided to delete itself because I didn't delete it. How does that happen? How does that happen? So I consulted with many IT experts, including my boyfriend, and he's like, that's very strange. Honestly, for just one folder to go missing, are you sure you didn't delete it? And I'm like, no, because I have to transfer from my mobile phone onto the hard drive. My mobile phone's like full, camera's full, so I have to transfer it. And obviously I deleted it off every other device. 
and I have nothing left of my no. trip to Chiang Mai. <laughs> so I went to the shop and he's like, okay, we're able to probably do a, a computer scan, run a program and see like how much of it we can recover. And it's going to cost like 4,000 baht. And I'm like, okay, you know, do your thing. But my mom's like, stop. I know somebody. We're going to discuss with him. Uh, I actually don't know her, him personally, but it's a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. Of and it is. will always help. And so I went there and he's like, this scan is going to take two days. So come back in two days and I'll tell you a verdict. And then the first verdict on the phone is like, I can actually go into the Chiang Mai folder and there's, there's no photos in there. Okay. So just... So just take a deep breath. But I can see that there are videos and lots and lots of pictures. So you're going to have to come in and just identify one by one. So for privacy reasons, he's like, I won't actually look into them. And uh, I can do a scan of the actual dates that you went to Chiang Mai. So we can do that. But I can't actually see anything in the folder. So I went into his office and I'm like, you just identified everything that should be in the Chiang Mai folder. That it was just not in the mm. Chiang Mai folder. It was mm. like somewhere else. He's like, yeah, this is malfunction. It disappeared for sure. And now it's all back. And free. Oh, 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 free. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's like my life. Bad luck after bad luck after bad luck. And I've like been writing down the bad lucks that I've had. <laughs> Why? Because it's like very weird. It's very continuous. Yeah. Oh. I came back from the Chiang Mai thing and I was renovating my, my place because I can't live in it. I came back after three years as like termites and dust and shit oh, everywhere, yeah, right? Yeah. My balcony is full of bird shit. I'm like, oh my gosh, the birds have been coming through the wired fences that I have installed for like three years. And so I've mm. had these people redo this netting. Mm. The moment they redo the netting and it's all done, they found two chicks, two pigeon chicks in the corner. And I'm like, oh my god so basically they've had a nest in here and i've just cut off the oh my god between the chicks and the actual parents who are flying around frantically trying to get in i'm like oh my god what did you do and the workers are like oh you can raise them and i'm like Ah! i can't raise them so I had to speak to the manager and the manager's like, I'm not interested in raising two chicks. I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh, how do I raise two bloody chicks? So I went to the vet. I got the solution for, for small chicks. <laughs> this is <laughs> also random. It's also random. <laughs> Came back. I'm like, so you put on some gloves. We're going to be feeding these chicks because they're very small. Suddenly a parent. So we're like feeding, spoon feeding syringes into their mouth. They're coughing and they're like, Ugh. And then I'm like, this does not work. We need to, we need to like lift up this net or cut a hole in it or something so the parents can come in mm. so that they can teach these birds to fly. How are we going to teach these birds mm. to fly? Mm. I'm just like, <laughs> what? Are we going to like flap our arms and be like, please fly away now. <laughs> That's, the vet on the phone is like, yeah, you know, actually, like, there's very, very good luck that the parents are still around and you've been handling these chicks and stuff, but they're still around. You need to allow the parents to come in. So we allow the and they're still here. Yeah. They're oh still raising goodness. the chicks. Oh, and then the Chiamai file went berserk and delete was deleted off my hard drive so that's crazy basically that's the, oh there's a little bit about ajan lumpu wan um have you heard of lumpu wan or like yeah, yeah we went to what Bang, right and he mm. used to be the abbot there we were looking at his relics and stuff and there's a a picture a photo of him the, the king made him a very special monk um because 
apparently many, many years ago, like 20, 30 years ago, a fighter jet was flying around Chiang Mai. Oh, yeah, An American guy was, yeah. So Lung Bu Wen was apparently in the sky <laughs> and the the pilot, this American pilot was doing his training in, in Chiang Mai and he dodged this monk. <laughs> and this was in the sky, in the sky right? Um, <laughs> name is Christopher something I forgot um but apparently his interview is in the Asia magazine he's like I saw this monk in the sky I need to trace down where this monk is so he opened up his map this is where I was flying so there's this temple here I'm gonna go to this temple and see if he's there and lo and behold he's there Long Wen apparently Long Wen was just having this meditation and he just <laughs> oh, annoyed by the sound of the fighter jets going around so he just decided to pull up he became extremely famous, and then the, the king of Thailand, Rama the Ninth, um, came to visit, and it was all like, "Whoa!" And then built this really long road, <laughs> so the public was there, and everything like, very, very famous. And there was a picture of of his funeral where somebody took a photo, and Lung Wen was right in front, as in that there's a figure of Lung Wen with his cane, and it's very clear that it's Lung Wen, but it was like a very bright light holding a cane. And it was like a figure. Like this is a very old photo of when the funeral actually happened. It was framed up pretty epic. That's actually so cute. Like, oh, these fighter jets. I'm going to go up there and like tell them. <laughs> it's like oh, suddenly the king's like. It's been three hours. You're awesome. Yeah, let me come yeah, find need, you. Yeah, I need to go check out that interview. We also went to the Tiger Kingdom, which is a very, very sad place, unfortunately. Dude, um, is this the place that... Ajahn Mahabawa's disciple was the abbot, but then he wa- he got a bit weird. Uh, no. So that's a, a different temple. They closed that down because they found guts and internal intestines and parts of, Tiger. of tigers that they were selling. So no, that's been closed down. This is a tiger kingdom. It's like a sanctuary for tigers. But they breed tigers and it's just like, oh, it's smelly. It's also very small enclosures. They're, mm. not, they're not having a great life at all. So it's really sad, actually, to find. Why'd you guys that. go? Um, John's like, okay, well, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to see more than just temples. And I think mm. he was there before, and he wasn't really allowed in because his robes, the saffron color, would disturb tigers a little bit. Oh! But this time he's like, uh, the staff were like, oh yeah, come in. So they all went in. We all went in. John Baum had a really nice time with one tiger, just like feeding, feeding it, and be like, hey, you cutie. <laughs> Why are you growling? growling? <laughs> Is something wrong? Why are you growling? You just kept on asking. I have a video of it. <laughs> Send that to me. <laughs> so that's my summary. Um, there's so much. There's yeah. so much that went on. I'm, I'm a little bit jealous of everything else that has been going on as well. Because everyone went to like... Get me started. I know how you feel. I feel like everyone's having a really special experience. And I haven't had too many updates from Barnaby or Gerald. I'm like, should I probe them for like updates? But no, I think I'll just let them like experience it. Yeah. And the flower. Out. I spent a lot of time with Anne and seeing and making the flower garlands like at night. Mm, mm. So it's really good to reflect on everything at nighttime. Mm. Everyone comes back and we're all making different parts of the garlands. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what else? Is that um, the sound of the chicks? You can hear, right? You can hear. Oh my god. <laughs> Coming to you live, guys. Coming to you live from Bangkok. 
they're really literally training right now i'm recording right now. the video for this we need to show people we need to make maybe make this a video episode flying left and right left and right this is like a trait it's, it's actually quite humbling <laughs> it's quite humbling it's quite an honor to see this in real yeah, life yeah yeah it's actually um cool. I come here sometimes and I hear the parents cooing like crazy and the chicks are going <laughs> and I look and they're trying to get the chicks out of the corner. Literally like how parents, like normal human parents, would get kids up in the morning to go to school. <laughs> exactly the same. Thank you very much guys for listening to this reflection of my trip to Chiang Mai and Kema. You can follow us on Instagram at youawake underscore podcast. Yes, any questions, thoughts, send them through. Let us know how your practice is going, how your year has been. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you for being here. Boy, boy. Bye. <laughs>